Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And he'll play it back. Samuelson looking at center. Bump back for Rasmus Dahlin. But Carolina come back with a three-on-one down low. Here's a pass across. They score. At the near post, Stefan Nason gets his ninth of the year to make it 2-0. Well, that goal, little did we know, halfway mark of period for, was the first period was all Carolina would need. Stefan Nason's ninth is the game winner. That made it 2 to nothing. Carolina wins it 5-1, to one, and that's our play of the game tonight, brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. So we welcome you back here to KeyBank Center up here in the press box. Brian Colsey along with Pat Malacaro. 5-1, Carolina. Pretty dominating effort tonight by the Hurricanes as the Sabres go into the All-Star break on a loss after a very good road trip in which they picked up 7 out of 8 points, but uh, a loss tonight, nothing in the standings on a night in which they could have moved into wild card spot number two, passing the Penguins, but that'll have to wait for another night. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll be heading down to the locker room. Paul Hamilton is on his way there now. We'll get some player reaction. Don Granato's postgame comments coming up live. We'll, of course, obviously be listening to hear about the possible status update of Tage Thompson, and we'll update you on the standings. We'll get Paul Hamilton's take. But, uh, Pat, we kind of uh, felt this right away here. Carolina got three quick goals in the first period, 3 nothing, and... There were moments here and there where maybe it felt like Buffalo was going to get back in it, but Carolina never seemed to look in any jeopardy of losing this game. No, and and they did not look like a team that was on the back of a uh, second half of back-to-back nights. You know, they've been so they have not lost in regulation in one of those back-to-backs uh, on the second night of it yet this year. That continues, and uh, they just kind of muddled things up a little bit. They didn't, they kind of let the Sabers run around in that third period and never really gave the Sabers any really good good quality chances one or two here or there but you never felt like Carolina was in much trouble yeah and Ranta we know a goaltender that save percentage wise and just you know from what we've seen from him in the season not a guy that can be a stone wall there's one thing that you'd like the Sabres to have thought of in this game is hey that who can we get more shots through more high quality chances give the Canes credit they blocked a lot of the passing lanes especially on the power play which struggled 0 for 4 tonight yeah, and there were plenty of chances in that third period on the power play as well, thanks to a high-sticking delay of game, um, you know, chances that the Sabres got that if they take advantage of their one early in the third period, you're talking about a 3-2 game, and then you're right there. Alex Tuck's goal in the first period, look, he, he has 24 on the air. He's a goal scorer, but Antti Ranta's got to stop that. Yeah. You're one shot like that away from tying the game and getting a point at least if you can score early in the third period. Yeah, that power play that you mentioned was 46 seconds into the third period when Burns went for high sticking. All right, let's go down to the room live, and it's Alex Tuck up first with Paul Hamilton. Brian, Alex, uh, it just seemed like from the start you guys couldn't really get to your game. Uh, what were the problems, did you feel? Uh, they came at us with a lot of energy. Uh, they kept it simple. They were flipping pucks out, keeping us on our heels, and we weren't able to uh, sustain their pressure, and we collapsed early on, and... You know, when you go down three to nothing, it's against a team like that. It's going to be near impossible to come back, honestly. And we dug ourselves a hole. Couldn't get out of it. 
when they get the types of goals they got like tap-ins it's multiple mistakes we're talking about isn't it yeah it's just losing your battle um that's a team that likes to try to compete one-on-one uh through all the zones uh with and without the puck so uh we had to be at our a game and we want we had to be uh ready to compete we weren't when it came to the second period, Alex, um, I guess had zone time, just you couldn't get those scoring chances. Just a result of the way they were able to defend, or, or what, what allowed you guys want to capitalize there? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I, I thought we did get some opportunities. I thought their goalie played well uh, after the first period. Um, you know, sometimes we we, we don't want to force uh, pucks to the net. It's not, I guess, it's not really our style of game where we're just throwing pucks to the net and we're looking for. Um, a little bit more open looks, and like I said, they played well. Um, we were able to get them on their heels through part of the second period and into the third period, but when you dig yourself down 3 nothing, it's really hard to come, come back from. When you reflect on the first 50 games, I mean, what's it like to really... Alex Tuck, so we'll see if we can re-get that feed here coming up in just a moment, live from the locker room. Tuck the lone Buffalo uh, goal scorer. 32 tonight. to go, and each and every one matters from here on out. Uh, take some time off, take some step away from hockey a little bit for the for the break, and get regenerated. And you know we got to come back, have a couple of good hard days of practice, and be ready to go right away. Uh, we got a big West Coast road trip when we get back into town after I don't know who our first game is, but then after that we go West Coast. So. I mean, we're going to be playing a lot of hockey in a short amount of time and kind of like what we had the last few weeks, and we got to be ready for it. we got to come out, and we got to, I guess, uh, play with that chip on our shoulder, still prove to the league that we're a force to be reckoned with and we're a team that's going to be in the hunt. Thank you, Alex. Alex Tuck on the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay, Alex Tuck, the lone Buffalo goal scorer, 24 on the season. A very, very good start for him so far through 50-so games, uh, but the Sabres tonight fall by a score of 5-1. to one. Carolina has now won seven games in a row. And, Pat, the near impossible thought that someone could catch the Bruins is happening with Carolina right now. They're, you know, what, five points back of the Bruins right now. Yeah, they're they're playing as well as anybody. And the, the style that they play, it, it it's exciting. It lends, that, lends to that. Yeah, back to the room. Rasmus Dahlin now live. Rasmus, it looked like the problem started right off the bat. Uh, what were the problems in that game, did you feel? Uh, frustration. Uh, we knew they're a good team, and um, I think we uh, uh, we didn't play our game. And, uh, they're a dangerous team. They take advantage of their chances, and uh, it was a tough start, so uh, we couldn't really get a rhythm. Were mistakes piling up because a lot of their goals were just tap-ins, you know, wide-open guys. Did, that, did, like, multiple mistakes lead to a lot of those goals? Uh... Yeah, I mean, it comes from something. They're a high-pressing team, and they did a lot of good things out there, too. So um, we can't just blame it on mistakes. I know it's disappointing to play a game like that when it's your last one for, for 10 days or so. I know you you would like to have gone out in a better. But still, overall, when you take a look at what the team's accomplished in the first half of the season, you have to be excited to, for when you get back. Yeah, um, we've earned the position we're in, and uh, we know we're in it. and. Um, yeah, we've, we've had a long stretch now with a lot of games, so it's good to get some break and, um, you know, push harder when we get back. Um, we've got something good going on, so we can't really um, be too too worried about this game. we we got to move on and play, uh, play some better hockey. When you play Carolina, they're a tough matchup. I mean, you guys for years, even before you got here, have had trouble with that team. What makes them so tough to play against? 
Uh, the structure is, they're a very structured team and uh, they're not doing any mistakes. So um, you got to really work super hard to get some chances. And it's sometimes frustrating, and, uh, especially when they get some easy ones. Um, we just got to learn to stay in it and uh, win this type of game with one nothing, uh, 2 1 and stuff like that. So um, uh, comes, uh, comes, we got to learn. What kind of thoughts do you give now when you get back to maybe getting the power play back to where you had it for a while? What do you mean by that? It just seems like the power play hasn't clicked for you recently. So when you guys get back here in, in 10 days, what can you do maybe to improve that and get it back to where it was maybe a week or so ago or two weeks ago? Yeah, we just need some fresh minds. Um, we've been kind of um, focusing too much. We just got to go out there and have fun, play loose, and uh, use our instincts. But right now we're, um, we're kind of frustrated, and um, it's perfect timing with the break. and. Uh, put your mind on something else and then come back with um, uh, a good brain. Thank you, Rasmus. Thank you. Rasmus Dahlin on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul. Rasmus Dahlin there. He and the Sabres fall to the Hurricanes by a 5-1 to one margin. Final stats now brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Shots were 34-30 Carolina. Paul mentioned the power play with Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, Sabres 0 for 4 tonight. Carolina 1 of 2. 5-1 the final. Sabres go to the All-Star break right now, sitting one point out of the playoff position in the Eastern Conference. Right now the Penguins holding down wildcard spot number two, and then it's the Sabres one point back uh, of Pittsburgh's 57-point total. They have 56. The Sabres are also four back of the top wildcard team, Washington, but have three games in hand on the Capitals. All right, for all of our local affiliates at this time, we're going to say goodnight to you. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com or on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on our flagship on WGR, more, more postgame coming up. Don Granado's live postgame comments. We'll hear what he has to say about Tage Thompson missing the third period. We'll also get Paul Hamilton's take. Final score, Carolina 5, Buffalo 1. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. to the far circle, shot with a rebound in front. Oh, and it hops over the stick of Quinn. He would have had an open net. Sent back in front again. Here's Quinn with a chance, and Raptor with a big save. Racing down is Bryson to keep it in, and he came in like a rocket. From the point, the Sabres try to center. Save of the game right there from Dan Dunleavy. Brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. Thought Lukanen actually played fairly well the goals that Carolina scored I mean what do you want them to do those first three in the first I mean just all tappins Sabres kind of a mess defensively or turning it over or out of position uh, and then tappins and then uh, even the one in the third as Rob broke it down I mean there's three players Saber players behind the goal line uh, Yoki Haru Power and I believe it was Quinn too that were all behind the goal line when that pass came out in front to Stefan uh, which gave Carolina their fourth goal they added an empty netter with two minutes or so left and it ends up a five to one Carolina victory here as we welcome you back to the post game Brian Colzio with you we're going to get some more final stats in here again brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile individually tonight Rasmus Dahlin 
playing 26-51 of ice time. Uh, he ends up one shot on goal, a minus two in this game. We know Tage Thompson did not play in the third period. He just played 11-16 of ice time. That right there, the lowest amongst any savers. Um, we know he was kind of, we saw on the, on the TNT broadcast in the second period, he was in some pain, kind of wincing on the bench. Trainers were kind of looking uh, waistline area, hip area. Uh, so we'll see. Officially, the team's calling it an upper body injury. So we'll see if Don Granado has more coming up here uh, in his postgame report. But that obviously headlines the injury report tonight, brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. You wonder if this is going to affect Thompson going to the All-Star festivities. Remember, he's the only Sabre that is represented uh, in this game down in South Florida. And whether or not... Uh, the league would want to replace Thompson with a Sabre. I know they want to have every team at least with one rep. Uh, you know, we've talked before on other broadcasts we did last week throughout all those games about how we thought it was obviously a, a wrongdoing that there was no Rasmus Dahlin at the All-Star uh, game this year with how good of a season he's had, as good as any defenseman in the entire NHL. Um, you wonder here, will there be a late switch here to have if Thompson is unable to go due to injury to have Darlene go to represent the Sabres. But, you know, we heard Paul Hamilton's interview with Darlene during the intermission, his plans for the All-Star game. He's got he's got a plane ticket to the Bahamas, so it might be too little too late. We'll see. Maybe the Sabres won't even have any representation of the All-Star game, which is too bad if that ends up being the case with Thompson. But uh, obviously here, if, if Thompson is hurt to the point where he can't play the third period, um, i got to think that they're not going to want him out there participating in skills event challenges and things like that, or the game itself, uh, when obviously the Sabres are in it. It's not even like Buffalo is, you know, where they have been in previous years in February where essentially they've been almost mathematically eliminated at this point. Like, you want your best player available for you, ready to go when you come back uh, on February 11th for that first game against Carolina, or against uh, Calgary, rather. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. Um, if there is some sort of all-star uh, representation for the Sabres, if Darlene ends up replacing him, or if they send Alex Tuck, you know, someone like that. Tuck's had a really good start to the year here, 24 goals so far, career high for him. Uh, Tuck the only score for the Sabres in this game tonight. All right, three stars, all from the Canes, not a surprise. Emmy with a couple of assists. He's star number three. Uh, Neeson with a goal. Nason, rather, with a, uh, a goal. Stefan Nason, he had the second goal. That was the game winner. Star number two, he also uh, had an assist. And then Antti Ranta in goal. Star number one. Faced 30 shots, 29 saves. I thought he was fine, but I didn't think the Sabres had a ton of what I would consider high-danger chances on him tonight. But Ranta, star number one. He's the electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town Auto Group. For an electrifying performance, check out Town Auto Group's lineup of EVs. The attendance tonight here at KeyBank Center announced 14,166. And the Sabres hit the all-star break here with a 26-20-4 and four record. Good for 56 points. And that again, one point back of Pittsburgh going into the all-star break. The Penguins, <coughs> excuse me, did not play tonight. So Buffalo actually now in the games played category have one more than the Penguins with 50 games played, 56 points. Pittsburgh, one point better, 57 points, but one less game played. And then, <coughs> excuse me, the Capitals 
right now the top wild card, they have 53 games, three more than the Sabres, 60 points right there. So uh, those three teams, uh, you know, could obviously shuffle around. Now the Islanders and the Panthers are right there on the doorstep too. Uh, the Islanders have played two more games than the Sabres and are only one point back of Buffalo. And then Florida, who I still think is the most dangerous team below the Sabres in the standings right now. They also played 52 games. They have 54 points. The talent on the Panthers roster, to me, is why, yes, if you're the Sabres, you're trying to run down either Pittsburgh or Washington, or both, even uh, in the case of maybe trying to solidify yourself as the best position possible. Although, being a wild card means you're going to play Boston or you're going to play Carolina. Pick your poison there, right? I mean... Why <laughs> recency bias watching tonight's game if I if you know picky being choosy here you said who would you rather have Buffalo play in the first round Boston or or Carolina if you were able to be choosy look at me here after uh, what an 11 year drought I'm sitting here uh, trying to be uh, picky with who the Sabres play in the playoffs uh, I'd pick the Bruins I'm not saying that the Sabres wouldn't uh, be heavy underdogs in either of those series but they have just had a long history of a bad play against the Hurricanes here. You go back for like the f the past five seasons, and Buffalo's won like one game against the Hurricanes uh, in that stretch. So I guess I would take the Bruins, although, you know, again, both those teams, Stanley Cup favorites, Carolina and Boston. I got to think one of these teams is going to represent the Eastern Conference this year uh, in June in the Stanley Cup Finals. But as far as the teams below the Sabres, if there's a team that, you know, I'm still thinking about every night, okay, you got to root against this team, it's Florida. I still think they've got so much talent on paper. The trade they made for Kachuk in the offseason, um, I would say that's still the surprise of the Eastern Conference on the negative side of things. I still think what New Jersey is doing, super impressive. They're right now in kind of a solid spot in the second place spot in the Metro. Uh, they're eight behind Carolina for first, but they've also got a six-point cushion on the Rangers for second. And New Jersey... Started off with a couple of bad games. Fans wanted Lindy fired, and then uh, all of a sudden they went on a huge tear, and then they apologized for Lindy in the stands. It was a, a cool scene there, and then fell off a little, and now look, at they've won uh, eight of their last ten, eight one and one of their last ten, and the Devils, to me, obviously maybe look like they're going to be here for good. A, a nice young team with some stars, including Jack Hughes, who I think is excellent, and New Jersey can skate, and they can put the puck in the net, so um, no reason to think with that plus 40 goal differential which uh, only the Bruins are better than in the East, that uh, they're here to stay. So I'm going to think for the Sabres, to me, still the team maybe to catch uh, out of the two wildcard teams, to me, is more so Washington than Pittsburgh. I know it's easier to say with the games in hand, uh, but I just think Washington's goaltending is a little bit more shaky than Pittsburgh. The Penguins just still a little bit more veteran presence, I think, in terms of figuring out ways to win. The Penguins have been so good at the very least of finding a way to even to games that you think they're going to lose, getting it to overtime, getting the loser points. They have nine of those this year, nine OT or shootout losses. They've got nine loser points. They find ways to, to get points along the way. Um, but I think, you know, it's right there for, for the Sabres going into the second half of the season. Darlene said, he's like, look, we're right in it. We got a good thing going. I would agree. Tonight stings a little because there hasn't been a time in so long that we could say in February of a season that the Sabres could actually be in a playoff position. So Tonight, visually in the standings, had the Sabres won, like it would have felt pretty special because it hasn't been like that in quite a long time in February that Buffalo would have actually been in a playoff position. Is it the end of the world that they're still just one point back here going into the All-Star break after 50 games? No, of course not. If you would have said when this season started 
hey, guess what? At the All-Star break, Ryan, on February 1st, Sabres are going to be one point out of a wild card. I would have signed on the dotted line instantly for sure. Um, but just coming off of this recent road trip in which they picked up seven out of eight points, uh, you got to feel good about it. Carolina is just excellent. The Sabres did not have their game going tonight at all. And when you don't have your game and when you're playing one of the league's best teams, it pretty much is going to lead to a loss and a one-sided loss like tonight. 5-1 the final. We're still anticipating Don Granado here any moment. His live post-game comments uh, coming up here in just a moment. Speaking of Don Granado, okay, here he is. Let's take you there live. Well, Don, it just didn't seem like your guys could get to their game at all right from the start. I mean, they were getting some wide-open goals and stuff. What did you see that were the problems with yeah, the game? We, you, you said it. We couldn't get to our game. Uh, they were... It was one team that was in sync um, and one team that, that wasn't in sync, and we weren't in sync. Um, so we fought it, and, and it was the first time in a while I've seen our guys uh, carry frustration um, and, and start to play with frustration, which, boy, hasn't happened in quite some time for us, um, which then complicates matters even more. So um, never got in a rhythm, and I don't, I, you know, Obviously, we played a very good hockey team and a very capable hockey team, and they were in a rhythm coming out of last night, but it didn't matter who we played tonight. That that result was going to be not a favorable one um, for, for lots of the reasons that were well within our control. And uh, it's unfortunate, but it happened. Is there an update on Tage for No updates at all, so... I'll get I'll get more. I mean, we were we were in in talking, and uh, the medical team's doing their things. I have not met with the medical team. That usually doesn't happen for for at least uh, quite a while after the game, actually. So, with the way that Alex played tonight, was, was he one of those guys that seemed like he was trying to drag his teammates into it? it seemed like he played yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, you 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 could watch to me watching and 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 you know obviously more than watching, being interacting with with the guys. Clear and evident, Tuck was outstanding tonight. Krebs was very, very good tonight. And Opie was good. And, you know, outside of that, um, I thought Oki and Zemgis were, were good. Um, and we just, the, the rest of the guys did not look anything like themselves and fought it all night and, and fought, you know, fought frustration and, and and things like that that come with it. So um, not enough guys, and, and obviously you're not going to be in sync <laughs> when you have that. you got a couple guys that really feel it, and and, and three-quarters of your guys aren't feeling it. And it, it, was, uh, it was a battle all the way all the way through. I imagine your guys probably felt really bad for Lukanen because he has no chance on any of those three goals. They're basically tapping. Yeah, and they were, they were funny things. It, it, they, they took advantage of what they took advantage of, the, the, you know, the power play. Uh, and to start, that's, that was the first one. And then we had a kind of a funny turnover in the neutral zone for the second one with a three-on-one back. And, you know, they, they executed, obviously, the way, the way they can. And, and uh, now you're down 2 nothing. And, and I can tell you that the guys were really frustrated at that point. It probably ended, that's probably why the third one went in. And, and you know, once we, we could get to that, play with a little less frustration, I don't think it ever went away. We were better in the second and third. But, you know, that... Uh, um, that's probably where a, a good team such as them, a, a high-end team like them, 
knew how to play the game the rest of the way, even if we were we were pushing pretty good at that point at, at, in moments. But we never sustained any. We had just a flash of execution, and we couldn't carry it. We couldn't follow it up. We couldn't sustain anything today, and uh, that's on us. That, that was us. Um, uh, very uncharacteristic to how we've been playing, and that's why I said it's, it, it's unfortunate. It happened. Um, you look in the mirror. You, you you can learn from things, and uh, our, this group is is has done a nice job to this point in the schedule. Uh, they've earned where we're at. We're in we're in a situation that's a very good one. Uh, that was my message to the team after the game. Um, we'll we'll look in the mirror on this one and and uh, have a good break, knowing that the stretch run is is uh, we've again the 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 guys have put ourselves in a. Very good position for what looks to be a very challenging stretch run. In the absence, in the absence of any medical update, has there been any decision? Is he going to go to Florida? Is he not going to go? Or? Yeah, no decision. Uh, but obviously, that's going to be a decision based on whatever I hear here. And um, you know, as mentioned, we had a couple guys taking maintenance days the other day. Obviously, he was one of them and um, did not finish the game. So. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't, I don't even want to read into it. But he didn't finish the game, and you know, the, we'll find. I'll find out more. I guess. Is, that that I can tell you the answer when we come back. You know, the next game out. But uh, it's, you know, you 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 have all these. When you start reading in things and and think signs are there when you play 82 games you can ride just a roller coaster so better or worse I'm not even concerned with it I'm concerned with the next game and and, and make use of this break these guys have, have, have uh, you know all the players in the NHL it's a pretty intense schedule and it's a good break for everybody um, to, to recharge and part of that ability to recharge means that that competition is going to elevate uh, compete level is going to elevate when these guys all get back throughout the league and um there's some exciting hockey ahead, I'm sure. Now with this group, sure, you just said you want them to go refresh their minds, refresh their bodies, but still, they're gone for, what, eight days or whatever. I'm sure you still would like them to, and that this group probably will, you know, work out, do some things to keep themselves sharp in addition to relaxing too, right? They, they will absolutely work out. Based on everything I've been and seen around this group of guys, they, they have workouts uh, that they can do on their own, and they've continuously done that. These guys eat, sleep, and breathe hockey for the most part, so they they want to come back here and have. I, I know they're leaving here wanting to have a better, uh, you know, whatever we have left, 30 games or whatever the percentage, 40 percent of the season. They want to have a better final 40% than they did the first part of the season. There's no question in my mind they're all processing uh, that way as they enter into this break. Thank you, guys. All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granato. His live post-game press conference brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services. Specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. Back up here into the press box, Brian Colzio with you. 5-1 Carolina. We'll uh, get to some tweets. You can send me some in at Brian WGR. We'll get Paul Hamilton's take two when we return here to KeyBank Center after this short timeout. Carolina wins it 5-1. to one. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.
got a vacation plan? Yeah, me and a couple of other guys are going to uh, Bahamas. Should be, be at least it's going to be warm. Yeah, it's going to be warm. It's uh... Russ, Russ Mistaline there talking about his all-star plans. Heading to the Bahamas. Maybe. Maybe. Unless they pull him off the plane because uh, Tage Thompson might not be going to the All-Star game. Current weather conditions in Nassau in the Bahamas at 10.37 at night Eastern here. I think maybe they're one. No, nah, I think they're the same time zone. 73 degrees and clear skies. That sounds fun. Tomorrow's high, 81, partly sunny. Paul Hamilton, I believe it's not going to be 81 here in Buffalo. I know you're not the weatherman, but I think you would agree with that. I was hoping. <laughs> I figured, you know, we got some time off that, um, you know what, though? We're just talking with some people down here. Yep. If Thompson doesn't go, I'm hearing Darlene wouldn't be chosen. It's like, are you kidding me? What? Two people are out of the game, including his teammate? They just going to we'll, have another Panther fill in, we'll Paul, at this see. point? We'll wait and see. But Is it? Yeah. The, I mean, maybe because of the late in the game logistics of it that they would just grab a Panther? Because Thompson's supposed to leave in the morning. Yeah. And uh, somebody would have to be there. I don't – is it – do they consider it – well, it depends. We'll see if it is a Panther or like a Lightning player or somebody. Right. Or um, from somebody from down there. Maybe if that is true, he just would say at this late date, he would just rather go on his – on his vacation or, right. or whatever, you know, I don't know. I don't know the circumstances. Um, listening to Don Granado just now, I'm going to read between the lines. It doesn't sound like he wants him to go to the all-star game. No. How many times did he say he didn't finish the game? Yeah. You know, and, and it's a conversation that they're continuing to have, you know, and, and are probably back into the conversation right now talking about it but I don't know I mean if he didn't finish the game I can't see him going I can't see him leaving tomorrow after he didn't finish the game tonight if you're the Buffalo Sabres why would you even allow that so um yeah I I just don't see any way he could play in the game but I'm not the doctor I I'm not the Sabres I'm not the doctor so it's not my decision I 100% agree Paul the the all-star game we know it's a league showcase to promote the league stars, aside from the fact that Darlene is not there, which is incredible in itself. But, um, it you know, for the Sabres' sake and the season they've had and the season that Thompson's had, uh, he deserves to be there. It would have been cool cool for him to be there and represent the, the Sabres and the city. Um, however, I would think every single Sabre fan agrees that as cool as it would be to see Thompson there, the coolest thing of all is that Thompson is out there healthy for the first game back, more so than anything that happens this weekend down in South Florida. And I think we could all agree this isn't going to be his only all-star appearance. Correct. Tage Thompson, I think, is going to be a superstar in this league. And quite honestly, I think there will be many all-star appearances for Tage Thompson. So as disappointed as I'm sure he might be, I mean, his, his, his little boy was going to go with him and his family and, you know, to go down there and go to good weather. You know, the whole thing, as, as much fun as that would have been, 
Um, I think you have to do the right thing, and I think there, there will be another opportunity and more than probably one for him to participate in an all-star game. 5-1 Carolina. Paul, just a couple thoughts on this game. We know, obviously, it was pretty much dominated by the Canes throughout here. Um, the Sabres said they didn't never really got to their game, and Paul, against Carolina, even if you get to your game, you still have a tough, tack, uh, tough task ahead of you, so... The fact that they didn't, uh, no surprise that the result was what it was tonight. Yeah, it happens. You don't play 82 perfect games, although people on Twitter are telling me that they should be 82-0, and but uh, Twitter is a cesspool of garbage anyway, and we all know that. So uh, still, um, it, it's, sometimes it happens, and this is a horrible matchup for them. Always has been. It doesn't matter who the team is, who the coach is who the players are, they do not match up against the Carolina Hurricanes or the Florida Panthers. They are the two teams in this league that they just never can play good games against. And it doesn't matter who the team is. And, you know, you should have been able to take advantage of a tired Carolina team or whatever, but they know how to play. And Don Granato hit it right on the head in the before the game, saying they do not complicate things. They play a simple game, but they do it well, and if you make a mistake, it's in your net. What happened? They played a simple game, frustrated the Sabres, they turned the puck over, they, their coverages were horrendous, and they made mistakes, and it wound up in their net. And that's the way that team plays. And you know what, folks? That's not the first time the Carolina Hurricanes have embarrassed somebody, and it's not going to be the last. That is a good hockey team. It's a team that doesn't, for whatever reason, translate into the playoffs very well. But in the regular season, they are a good hockey team, and they are tough to play against. And a lot, the Los Angeles Kings are a much improved team. They had a, they took a four to one lead against them last night, into the third period, and lost the game. The the Carolina Hurricanes are a good team. And the Buffalo Sabres have done a lot in the last little bit. You know, seven games in a row where they got points. They had a five-game winning streak. They have come from nowhere after their eight-game losing streak and have done a lot of good things. They had a bad game. It's not. They aren't a, a horrible organization, a horrible team. They can't do this. They suck at this. They Whatever. It happens, and it happens a lot against the Carolina Hurricanes. And you don't like it. You'd love them to be 82-0. and You'd love them to be able to get two points every game. But you know what? They're going to be more losing streaks. They're going to be more winning streaks. This is a team that's finding itself, and they're a good team. I'm comfortable in saying that they are a good hockey team. Are they a Stanley Cup champion team? No. But I think they're on their way on the forward rise and, you know, this is going to be good for them to be on this, this journey that they are on right now. And, uh, you know, when they get back and, and uh, try to, you know, stay in a playoff race and get up into the playoffs and maybe make it and have that happen for them, this is going to be good for this group. And this is a different team that they're building here. And nobody ever said Kevin Adams is the first one to tell you, as is Don Granado, they have a long ways to go. Yeah. But, they're, but they have improved a lot. And I, I can say, I don't know, maybe, maybe a lot of people aren't comfortable in saying it. I'm comfortable in saying they are a good hockey team. They're a much improved hockey team. There are still parts of, of their team I think still need changes. I, I don't think they're there yet. 
I don't think they're constructed quite right, but they're on their way. And they got a lot of good young players in this organization who are getting a lot of good experience. And one game should not shoot a season. And it happens, and folks just need to relax. Paul, uh, let's uh, get our first response from the fans here, since you've already gotten some. <laughs> Brought to you by Surf Pro of Buff- Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster at any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Question that uh, Greg posts, uh, posts here, at uh, SaberGreg87. You can send me tweets at, after every game at Brian WGR. He was just saying, uh, thought maybe Samuelson could have played better tonight. Uh, they had some tap-ins around the net thought maybe that him and Tage also should have sat with the break maybe upcoming here. Paul, we know they did uh, or Samuelson did sit uh, these last two games. Thompson obviously came in maybe not 100%. Um, just, I guess, if you want to comment on the, some of the tap-ins in front and then, uh, I don't know, I guess, obviously they, Don Granato wouldn't have rolled the dice on any sort of long-term injury if they if they were healthy enough to go. That's why they were out there. I would assume yeah, that, Samuelson there was a Samuelson and Cousins practiced fully for three days. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't attribute to what happened tonight to injury. I will agree, though, I, that might have been the worst game I've ever seen him play in the NHL. Again, it happens. He's not perfect. He's a very, very good defenseman, and I, I think way ahead of where he should be for the experience that he has. I mean, he is a top four, definitely a top four defenseman. It wasn't his night. I mean, Aho was right behind him. He had no clue Aho was there, killing a penalty. That's not the way he normally plays. It just was a. It wasn't his night. It wasn't a lot of guys. It wasn't wasn't Darlene's night either. Darlene was awful. I thought in this game. But how many times do you say that in a season? Not very many. You know, and and you know, he, you could just see how upset and frustrated he was after that empty net goal. I think he broke two sticks over there. Uh, at the bench he he was just furious because he knows he didn't play his best but most games he does and most games Samuelson does and you know what I'll say it again the Carolina Hurricanes will force you into those errors because they're so good at, at the way they play and how structured they are now Buffalo has to figure out when they play a team like Carolina or Florida how do you not get frustration in your game how do you get to your game Carolina never let them all night long get to their game. So now that's, that's, that's the, the challenge for them now. All right, when we play the Carolina Hurricanes and they'll get one more chance against them, how do they get to their game and play the way they want to play and make the Hurricanes chase them? And that's, you know, that's a learning, that's a team that's learning. And I, I'll say it again, Kevin Adams has said many times this season, as has Don Granado, they have a long ways to go. They've come a long ways. I think they should be proud of how far they've come. But those guys aren't satisfied. There isn't a guy in that room that's satisfied with where they are. Every single person in that room thinks this team can be better, and they can be better, a lot better. And that's what they're trying to do. And But this team seems to have the mentality to be able to do that. And I, you know, who knows what they can accomplish because I think they have the mentality to accomplish more and more as they go along. Yeah, two-plus months left to uh, prove that they can be more. Only one point out of a playoff spot as they head into the All-Star break through 50 of 82 games. The Sabres will next play February 11th on Saturday afternoon against the Calgary Flames. Paul, enjoy the break. 
And uh, thank you for all your work through the first 50 games. We still got f at least 32 more to go. So uh, enjoy the weekend, and then we'll see you here next Saturday with the Flames in town. Yep, next practice is in the afternoon, a week from tomorrow. So we'll be there, and then they'll practice on Thursday, Friday. And as you said, we'll be at home to play the Calgary Flames on Saturday afternoon. Okay. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Yep. All right, Paul Hamilton down in the Sabres media room. Buffalo losing to Carolina 5-1. to one. Uh, But the Sabres, again, entering the All-Star break one point back of the wild card. Look, at tonight was, was stinky to watch, for sure. And it was exciting coming in thinking, hey, a win puts them actually, like, on the wild card line, which would have been definitely a different tone for us here on the postgame show. But uh, it was a, a bad night against a very good team, and that spells sometimes to a 5-1 loss for sure. But um, as I was saying earlier, if you would have told me on opening night back in October, hey, after 50 games going into the All-Star break, the Sabres will be one point out of a wild card spot, I would have signed up for it in a second. So, yes, tonight was... Not great to watch, and the Canes took it to the Sabres, took advantage of their mistakes for sure, but um, I would agree with Rasmus Dahlin. They've earned where they're at. They've got a lot more good things to come, and Don Granato says he believes that this team is really excited to show that they belong, and uh, they have obviously still have 32 games left to show the rest of the league and the rest of the hockey world that they are for real. All right, so next up, the All-Star break, as we said. Buffalo's next game, not until Saturday afternoon, February 11th, against the Flames. That'll be here at KeyBank Center, and then Buffalo goes on a three-game California trip the following week against the Kings, Ducks, and Sharks. With that, we're going to say goodnight to everybody here from downtown Buffalo. want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer, back in our Amherst studios. Thank you, TJ. Crew here at KeyBank Center, Pat Melicaro, Paul Hamilton, engineer Tom Maddy. Show up with the Bulldog. We're on the pregame show. And for our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray, I'm Brian Coltiel. Final again, Carolina 5, Buffalo 1. We'll talk to you on February 11th. Sabres and Flames right here from downtown Buffalo on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 